Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dysfunctionally Functional. I am your host, Teresa DeLeon. And today is Thursday, I believe. July 7th. So, I have uh, been gone for a few days and working on some other stuff that's coming up, and then I will keep y'all updated, of course. But uh, moving right along, so where am I in life today? So um, I'm actually doing really good. I'm actually feeling pretty good. Yesterday was a funk day. Um, We all have those, including those of us who try to be as positive as possible uh, in a world of dysfunctionally fucked up people. Um, so I am just but a human and, um, I, I'm just rolling with the punches really. I'm in a much better mood than I was last episode. Um, that's just my way of dealing with stuff that happens in the moment when it happens. Um, I'm not going to change the other person's point of view. So what's the fucking point? Um, the universe will take care of all of that in its own time and situation. So I just disassociate myself and then it's just kind of draining for a little while. And then you just kind of wake up and you're just like, Hey, what's up? It's not raining anymore. Let's go outside and shine and shine. Let's shine. Right. Why is it so hard to love? Nobody can answer this question on any platform that I have asked. And I even took a poll. The poll was, do you think it is easier to love or hate? Hate won by 97.4%. 97.4%. And you know, it probably only took those 97.4% of people about 0.4 seconds to think of that answer, if that. It's easier to love. It's easier to hate than it is to love. And when you're being really truthful and honest with yourself, you're always going to choose on the side of hate. You can think of any person. I'm going to just start spouting off titles and just random names like John, Steve, Paul. We'll throw my kids in there. Uh, no, we won't. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. People, uh, fucking Jimmy John, Sarah, Doris, Dorinda, Francis, Lisa, Laura, Jessica, I don't know, people, me, Teresa, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brothers, your aunts, your cousins, your male cousins, your female cousins, your transgendered cousins, your cousins that don't have the same belief in you, so you don't even want to claim them cousins. 
And then you got those cousins that aren't really blood related, but your family's known them so long that they kind of became cousin by proxy, those cousins. When you think about these people and you see their faces, right? You see their faces. Just like if I say dog, cat, snake, you're like, hold on one second, because you're still your brain is still trying to figure out the image of the dog. What kind of dog is your brain gonna see? If I got a group of ten people, y'all would all tell me ten different versions of a dog, right? Because we all don't speak the same language. We all don't speak the same language. And so we're always talking about spilling the tea, right? Oh, girls are notorious. For the guys who don't watch Housewives of Anywhere, let me tell you what spilling the tea means. It means your wife, your chick, your bitch, your side piece, whoever is spilling the quote-unquote tea is a fucking drama queen, right? They have secrets. They have rumors. They have dirt. Dirt is now called tea. And when your bitch spills the tea, that means that she is telling other people's business and being a messy-ass hoe that you should put in her place. Anyways, moving right along. And no, I don't give a fuck about what you have to say because I will tell you like I tell those bitches in my life. I ain't got time for you. That is why the name of this episode is Penny Royal Tea. So, for those of you really hardcore emo 90s kids, y'all will know this song by Nirvana. You will know it. It was on a very underground, unreleased um, album that you had to really fucking know people who knew people, even in his passing when it was released. Um, Penny Royal T, two words, um, is literally about the deepest and darkest beyond depressed, uh, were the words of Kurt Cobain in his quote, beyond depressed state of mind that we get in. And I say we because I'm not any different than y'all. I wake up every day. I choose to get up or I choose to stay in bed. I choose to, when I get up, I choose what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it. I mean, I do have a scheduler, so now I do kind of have to follow that. But I can rearrange it if I need to. It just causes me more problems later. Why does any of this fucking matter? Why? Well, because sometimes it's the little bitty things that make us blow up, right? Because our body, by proxy, has this fight or flight. And, you know, I am studying this specific topic of regression. I'm getting ready to do a a speech on it. Um, at the end of July here in Dallas, and I'm going to be talking about regression and how it manifests over time to where you remember childhood traumas when you get older. Um, this goes along the lines of, uh, people remembering stuff that happened to them a gazillion years ago. And me being one of those people who question that, like, how can you not remember what happened to you? 
and as someone who has remembered things that have happened not only to me but to other people, um, the more that I continue to write about myself and my history, things pop up and I'm like, yo, I kind of sort of remember that. Like, what the fuck? Maybe this is something we need to go and take a look at. And so I work with my therapist and we decide whether this is something that we need to leave in the past because obviously our body didn't think that we could handle it then or usually when you're in your mid 40s um the therapist is like yeah you're not going to get any younger and if this is already starting to surface it's only going to continue to resurface completely so might as well just go ahead and dig it up right this is called regression Regression is the memory of a memory you didn't know that you had, your subconscious memory, right? Something so traumatic that our brain, without us knowing, just erases it, just stuffs it down like it never happened. And then as you get older, there's these little things called triggers. You don't know that you have them. You don't know that you have them until you smell a certain smell or... You hear a certain sound or there's something that you eat, a flavor. There's something, there's some kind of sense that's heightened that takes you back to this time. And you're just like, yo, this doesn't feel good. Why doesn't this feel good? Why, why does that smell make me anxious? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling anxious? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do y'all see that? Do y'all see that? Do y'all smell that? Why are you the only one freaking out? Nobody else is freaking out. Everybody else is like, yo, calm the fuck down. You're panicking. You don't know why. This trigger that you have, nobody taught you about them. When your brain suppresses something for your safety, it doesn't let you know that it suppresses it. But it has no way of guarding you from triggers that itch that scratch or scratch that itch that is that memory that is that's in there it's still there your body suppressed it your brain suppressed it at that time because you weren't ready to deal with it remember we're we're on the subject of healing right this is what we do this is what i do personally in my everyday life i am actively working on undoing 42 years of being a really really shit person and a shit wife and a shit mom and a shit friend and but just a shit person. Took me a long time to get to that. I used to think that everybody else was just stupid. No, I had to learn that everybody speaks different languages. And yes, sometimes I do have to water myself down for me to be able to communicate with other people. And that's okay. Sometimes... Other people need to water themselves down to get on my level. And vice versa. It goes both ways. I'm not saying that I'm all-knowing. Nobody's all-knowing. Nobody's all-knowing. So there's always somebody above us and there's always people below us. That's just the way it is. That's life. If you don't understand that, get off the train, please. We're not going to the same station. For the rest of you who understand that life is a cylindrical event that we keep going around and around and around and around until we figure out what our purpose is. Then we get another chance at life and the cylindrical event just keeps going around and around and around and so forth and so on. 
if you believe that we come back. I do. So, why is regression important? Well, because as somebody who won is a part of our broken mental health situation here in um, the United States, at least. I'm speaking for Americans. As somebody who is the mother of a child who has suffered from mental health openly, I have others who have suffered with it silently, but one openly. I was raised by undiagnosed mental parents and helped raise my three mental siblings. So, just saying. Not to mention, I actually worked in medicine where I dealt with mental people as well. So, I'm not saying that I'm an expert by any means. Just saying I might have a little bit of experience when it comes to dealing with mental people. That includes owning up to my own shit, which is what we do here. We're just doing it on a bigger level now. Yay. Now the whole fucking world will know what an asshat I've been most of my life. That's awesome. But here we talk about taking our dysfunctional issues and finding a way to make them functional in our lives moving forward. That's the name of the game here, dysfunctionally functional. So... We talk about owning our own shit, right? That goes with healing. Here at the Dysfunctional Functional Network, I personally do not believe in forgiveness. And for those of you who are new, welcome very much. Um, I don't believe in forgiveness because I know that my brain is not going to forgive the action. It's not going to. It's never going to forget it. If I can't, if my brain is not going to undo the action, unsay the words, unburn ashes, bring people back from the dead, if my brain's not going to do any of this shit, then why am I going to believe that I can ever look at a person and not see that action? Right? Let me give you an example. Uh, we've all seen people die, right? Where we've gone to a funeral, we've seen a dead person. Hopefully, you're not five and you're listening to this because hopefully you haven't seen any dead people. But for the rest of the listeners who are above the age of, say, 15, um, we've seen dead people. And now we have the internet and all this stuff since 1994. So somewhere along the way, you've seen a dead person. Probably even if you're five. So for the rest of your life, if I say your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your mamma, your papa, your mima, your mama, pop pop, gma, whatever, brother, sister, son, daughter, niece, nephew, granddaughter, grandson, co-worker, brother, sister, significant other how many titles did I have to go through before you 
excuse me, before your soul was stung just a little bit because I either mentioned somebody that you know that openly struggles with mental illness and or suicidal tendencies or that has committed suicide successfully. I didn't even leave the front door of my house. And I could name three people on, but off of that list that are in this house. So, that's just me. Not to say that my situation is any worse or less than anyone else's. Nope, you all know your answers. And if you're being truthful with yourself, which we share it all, be truthful with ourselves. That's the only way this works. You, if anyone says that they have not thought about what life would be like if they weren't here for other people, they would be lying. You're lying. If you say that you've never thought about death and not being here, you are not being truthful with yourself. I do not give a fuck who you are. You could be the world's top psychiatrist in the world. Hell, you could have the fucking actual cure for COVID. I don't give a fuck how smart you are. You've thought about death. You've thought about what it would be like to not be here. I didn't say how in-depth you've thought about it, but it, you've definitely thought about it. Everyone has. So, if the ultimate goal is extinction of our lives, of expiring of our lives, then does it matter what fucking road we took to get there? No. My kids always ask, why you always talk about the past? Why you always bringing up the past? Bringing up old shit? All y'all you do is bringing up old shit. Because I'm reliving that shit. One, it's my job. They pay me to talk about my life. It's kind of the gig. Which is leading to other gigs, such as speaking on a stage in front of people that are going through, well, guess what? Shit that I've been through and shit that I'm going through. People who need to heal. Families who need to heal. Coming from a person that lives in a family that needs healing. All families need healing. If you say that your family doesn't need healing, you need to go back to bed, wake up. And try again, because you, you didn't wake up on the right side of the bed today. You woke up on the stupid side. Again, if you can look at your family right now and say, y'all got no drama, you got no issues. No, Everybody's living on, walking on sunshine. Go back to bed and wake up and, and make sure that you pinch yourself or ask somebody to slap you. Make sure that you're living here, okay? We're here on Earth. This is Earth. Today is Thursday, July 7th. I'm in Central Standard Time here in Houston, Texas, where it is approximately, what time is it? It is 14.23. Those of you who do not speak military time, that is 2.23 p.m. Central Standard Time. Regression. Negative connotation with the word regression. Why? Well, because y'all make it that way. I don't actually see regression as a negative 
verb at all. I don't receive it as a negative adjective either when somebody is in a regressive state um, or that somebody is going through a regression or when somebody says, I, I regress or I digress. Why does that always have to be negative again? Because it's easier to hate than love? No, it takes more energy to love, I mean to hate than to love. But why is it harder to love than it is to hate? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well... As Mr. Jelly Roll has told us, even if the good outweigh the bad by a million to one, you're still going to be judged by that single fucking bad thing that you've done. It takes absolutely zero energy. It takes the same amount of energy to breathe oxygen as it does to exude love to someone else or to something. It is that it, it, it takes more energy to fucking blink than it does to love. Well, how do you know this? Well, read a fucking book. Go to school. Get educated. Or ask Siri or Alexa, either one. So, why is any of this important? Hold on, my actual Siri on my phone thinks I'm talking to her. Somebody's always listening. Somebody's always listening. Is that paranoia? Nope, that's called Welcome to the Land in the World of AI. Where algorithms and artificial intelligence are always listening to us. So if you think about, for example, uh, I had a client earlier today. Um, and I could tell that she was pregnant. It came out a couple of different ways. Um, for those of you that are new, I am a spiritual guide. And so there's a couple of different ways that I read people and all of the different ways that I read her led to ultimately, I don't let anybody tell me anything about themselves. I don't even get to look at them, um, until the end of the session. I prefer it that way. Um, and she finally exposed herself and she was very pregnant and, um, she is due on the date that I told her. Um, so we're discussing, why is this important? Um, everybody has special abilities, right? Everybody has special abilities. A lot of people think what I do is going to send me to hell. My sister being one of them, which is why she thinks my kids are going to burn in hell. And she has to pray for their souls. 
My sister's talking about a youth, a youth minister. It's really scary when you have somebody that judgmental that tells their own blood that she has to pray for their souls. That's, that's a pretty, pretty extensive situation you got going on there. Pretty sure that the Bible says, judge not, yes, thee be judge. Bless thee be judge. The only person, again, that can that I look up to is God. I don't put faith in other people. I acknowledge people of authority once they earn my trust. I don't just give that shit away. Is that being cocky? Is that being conceited? No. If I feel that I can learn from somebody else, I'm always open to that. I make young people work for it the same way I make old people work for it. As should all of you. You shouldn't give your trust away. That shit should be earned. And I'm sorry, but once you fucking break my trust, I mean, I make my actual friends, like people that I consider friends that are like family, I've known them for like 10 plus years. Before I ever even met them in person. I do not just take people in. That's just not something I do. And I cut everybody else out. And I keep people... Sorry, I haven't gotten that new chair yet. Um, Y'all keep me busy. Y'all keep me busy. And I love it. But um, regression has been a really big topic this last week. Um, not just within my family, but within the families of the clients that I've had this week. So um, if I'm here to talk about where everybody is and where I am right now, as far as my reality of my life, um, I am currently not in a depressive state, but everybody else seems to be in this really dark depressive state. And astrologically speaking, as somebody who follows astrology um, and tries to stay ahead of the bad times, we're actually coming out of what was the astrological quote unquote bad time. What non-astrological um, people would call, everybody knows. You don't have to be a witch, you don't have to be spiritual, and you don't have to sell your soul to the devil to know what the term Mercury and retrograde means, it, right? Everybody knows, including this Jehovah's Witness riding his bike outside with the greenest hat I've ever seen. Um, even he knows if I say, Hey, her only Mercury's in retrograde, he's going to start looking for things that he would not obviously otherwise look for. Why? Because everybody knows that Mercury in retrograde means everything is going to shit hell in a handbasket, right? How do you know this? Did you ever look it up? No, probably not. You just know it because everybody around you has always said that. So it's a learned, it's a taught behavior, right? It's something you picked up along the way, right? All right. So let's go a little deeper. Uh, black cats on Halloween. Black cats in general. Black cats get a really bad gig. Why? Because history says so. Because somebody on more than one occasion said that something happened 
bad or tragic or negatively. They never even explain what. They just say, oh, bad shit happens if you cross a black, if a black, cat, black cat crosses your path. Or if you walk under uh, a fucking ladder or you, whatever. Money on, the f- money on the floor means money out the door. That's why chicks are not supposed to put their purses on the floor. Putting a hat on a vet. Putting a hat on a bed invites the dead. We don't put hats on beds. These are all what? Old wives' tales, superstitions. Whether you believe in them or not, by proxy, your gut tells you, hey, let's lean on the side of caution on this and just say, and just in case, let's not put the motherfucking hat on the bed. That Once somebody tells you that, whether you believe it or not, Your brain puts it in the fight or flight category. Every single event that happens in your life, something that directly impacts you, whether it be emotionally, psychologically, or physically, your body puts every single thing into a fight or flight category. Or we go on the side of pass. So everybody else, so think of it like everybody's been on a turnpike or here we call it the beltway, uh, some kind of toll booth, toll plaza, whatever. You, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. You got to pay to keep riding, right? So in our lives, there's those people who don't want to get with the times, and we're going to call those the old-timey people, and they're over there still in the cash line, and they actually still have coins, you know, those things that we're quickly forgetting because they are in mass extinction. Yeah, those people. They're over there in the in the change-only section, right? Because they probably are going to need some kind of change, whatever. They're not prepared. And then we have those people in the easy pass and cash lane, right? So then the other cash people, you know, the ones with the rolls of pennies and stuff, where they couldn't quite fit the roller, so they have them all, like, in a sandwich bag, and then the lady's got to count it. And even though you got your easy pass... You didn't want to get behind Karen because she was going 45 in the easy ta- in the easy pass lane. Like, what the fuck? So you just figured this lady was going to have her shit together. Well, guess what? You still are in line behind the rest of everybody else. Why does any of this matter? Regression, right? If you think about the way that we react to life events either happen to us mentally, which is psychologically, emotionally, or physically, which are things that we can hear, see, touch, taste, smell. Okay, for those of you who are uneducated, things that are going to make an impact, right? Our brain can choose to... Put it in the fight or flight mode where we're going to have the easy passes over there that are just flying by really fast. And half the time the camera can't even catch a glimpse of what happened. Gone like the wind. Those are going to be the really, really traumatic things that your brain doesn't believe your body can handle. They get the easy pass. You know who gets the easy pass? In your brain, in your in your body, the people who do the worst shit to you. Same way our justice system works. The really, really bad people got really, really 
big bank accounts and really, really big lawyers who go in there and do really, really cool shit like the O.J. Simpson trial. Enough said. I mean, the list goes on, but y'all get the point. So when you know that, that you are working against a system that's already broken and you have already lost before you've already started, when it comes to things like molestation or being abandoned or whatever the case may be, as a child, your body can suppress these things and later on in life become a regressive memory, a regression. This has actually become precedented in our legal system. There have been cases where um, the first one ever, I think her name was Evelyn or some shit, Elaine or Evelyn or something like that. Anyways, she remembered later in life in her 30s something that her dad did to her best friend when she was eight years old. And it was through marriage counseling. And when you go to marriage counseling, not that I've ever been, but I know counselors, um, marriage counseling, they like to see you together and then they like to see you separately and then they bring you back together and this keeps going on until you work out your problems or divorce. So during this individual sessions, during these individual sessions, I should say, she came across something that triggered these, these memories. So how do you know what you don't know? Well, you don't until you know it. I'm going to run that by you one more time. People ask me all the time, being a, a psychic medium, how do I know what I don't know? And I just look at them and being the smart ass that I am, I say, well, I don't know. I guess until you know it. Nobody's ever asked me that question. That sounds ridiculous. How am I supposed to know what you don't know? That's not how being psychic works. We don't know everything. If we did, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all. I'd be out saving the world somewhere else. So, I have this doctor friend, and I've recently had to switch a lot of my situation. I really don't have a lot of medical issues anymore, so I don't have to see a doctor like on a regular basis anymore. But this doctor slash friend slash ex-boss, it's, it's very complicated, the relationship. Um, but I believe in my heart that she blurred a line and I really don't feel the need to come back from that just yet. So if we're talking about the difference between our everyday memories and what we want to believe happen and how we want to process that action and or that event and how that happened so that we can either one, move on, or two, put it in the fight or flight section, or three, just let it pass completely. Well, we don't get to choose the flight part. The ones who get to pass by quickly, that their brain just automatically suppresses. Guess what? That's why we don't have a memory of it, because our brain said, too fast, didn't catch that one. 
It's in our subconscious locked away, but on a surface level, we have no memory of it. Again, it's in your brain, but you have no memory of it. It's locked away. That's how fight or flight works. So, my doctor um, knows this really cool hypnotist that actually is in the city and state that I live in. It's actually right up the road from me. And she's always wanted me to go see him. He actually helped our son out a lot during his dark days. I've never wanted to see him and still have not seen this doctor. I understand how he works. And I understand how hypnosis works. I do a lot of study um, in helping people holistically as opposed to um, prescribing medication. I'm against big pharma. Um, and I've worked my ass off to be off of medications as much as possible. So in doing this, you learn a lot of alternative things. Acupuncture and hypnosis is one of them. And my doctor has always wanted me to go see this hypnotherapist. And I've always been against it because the shit that I already remember makes other people who have read my story physically fucking ill. Like actually vomit. Running to the bathroom to vomit. And I actually thought I watered it down a lot. My, my memories are very much more explicit than what I wrote in the first book. And there's way more stories than I put in the first book. The people and I that work together on the most excruciating, most traumatic and impactful, that's the biggest thing, is the impact that it had on my life moving forward as an adult, or lack of moving forward, I should say, in my case. I remained very much a juvenile child, angry at the world for most of my life. Um, this ruined tons of relationships. I treated people like shit, still do from time to time. I can't undo 42 years of life and bad behavior, and it's, I've only been working on myself for like four years since my dad passed away. And then the way I started working on myself and going through therapy was reliving my life, which makes, it's pouring gasoline on a fire that's been raging for 42 fucking years, or at least 38 that I remember. My book is my starts off at my first memory, which is at the age of four. During the time of Flashdance and serial killer Richard Ramirez, both of whom are very fascinating to me. I like to like I like to know the way things operate. I like to know what makes people tick, right? Everybody has these interesting dark secrets that we don't want nobody to know about. But we also have these deep, dark interests that we're always scared to bring up because one, we think our parents or our partners or our friends are going to look at us like we're weird or twisted or crazy. When being primal is a very natural instinct. Again, this goes back to why is it so hard to love? Because it's so fun to hate. Hate, if you think of all the different twisted avenues, you can let that passion of hate take you down. It could take you down some dark, twisted, evil things that your mundane, every 
day church going self would never do oh my god we would never discuss that that is just unheard of around these parts yeah fuck you i'm not buying what you're selling if you say that you have never thought about killing someone you are fucking lying just like if you say you are a parent and you don't have a special child you are lying if you are a in a marriage and you have never thought of leaving your spouse you are lying if you are a man who says you have never looked at porn you are lying if you are a female who says you have never looked at porn you are statistics say 10 percent of you are telling the truth and the rest of you are lying whores or we could just all agree to be people all living in this game called life otherwise known as he double hockey sticks ills you know hell and when we have these memories these regressions we get them out and we do this awesome thing that we all really suck at called communicate communication judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I had a conversation with my daughter just the other day, and I said the biggest thing that we're trying to get across is communication is key. Notice the tone in my voice stays the same. A lot of the people who listen to me also follow me on TikTok or YouTube, and they're like, when, are, when is your next episode? Or they'll play me on repeat and they're like, hey, can you talk about this topic or this topic? And all they want to do is just, some will just come just to listen to my voice. And I, for one, cannot stand my voice. But I happen to talk for a living, so here we are. Other people say that I have a very calm voice and I could put them to sleep. I got news for you. I haven't always been this calm. There are days right now where I am not this calm. I'm pretty sure I had a flip out moment like at least a month ago. My kids are at ages where they really piss me off a lot. And, um, oh, Paul. We were supposed to get Paul on here, but we winded up decided to. He had a long weekend, so I decided to take a long weekend as well. So I did no shows. So. Uh, we're going to find time this week for him to come on um, and talk about our difference in parenting styles. Um, that's one of the things that eats at me the most. Um, so we are actively kids and parents um, 
I like we're trying to open those lines of communication and remind the kids when they are doing bad stuff at that time that they are doing it. Hey, who are you talking to? Who is you talking to? Got to make sure that we keep our roles straight in the house. It does me no service to myself, my children, my husband, my animals, my brother. It does no service to anyone for me to sit around and be pissy all day long. I am currently not able to do what I want to do, which is my passion, which is uh, travel the world and speak and or drive my 18-wheeler. I'll take either or. But that is fixing to change. Um, I am going to be roaming around and speaking and... Now I have to actively work on my book again. The world has opened back up, so opportunities have opened up to me. And I decided this year I was going to be a yes ma'am. And uh, those yeses are leading to bigger and bigger things. And I, while I remain humble and I am very appreciative, I still wake up and I still show up every day. And yeah, there are things that suck in life that I wish that I didn't have to go through. And there are things in life that I wish that... I didn't have to know the lyrics to this song for, but I do know that I have come from the lyrics of this song, the depths of darkness that this song goes to. I've been there. I visit that place probably two to three times a month. That's being very fucking serious. And I'm a spiritual guide. Everybody has to have somebody to talk to. And through my therapy on my with myself, not like that I'm my own therapist, but me, my therapist and I, um, I don't go to a regular psychiatrist or a psychologist. I don't ever want to go to anybody again who is going to look at me as a check as a check a check in a box deductive reasoning doctors suck ass at patient care because anybody can be can be taught hospitality anybody can be taught humanity anybody can be taught compassion but you can't actually be relatable unless you've been through that same experience so i implore people to stop spending your money, wasting your money on doctors and medications that are set up to make you more sick, make you more crazy. And if you go off the medication, then guess what? You're going to get more sick and you're going to get more crazy. And the chemicals that you're taking are going to continue to kill the receptors in your brain that create the chemicals that make you normal, that make you you. You're being lied to every day of your life. So, again, why is all of this important? Because if you don't pay attention to how you parent your children now, wherever you are in your parenting career, um, if you don't pay attention to how you treat them and how you act, let's get this straight. Children are always going to do what we do, not what we say. They don't give a fuck about what we say. They don't. And mine will listen to the podcast and they'll throw parts of it back in my face. But guess what? 
They're only picking out the parts that they want to hear. That's all all of you are doing. I can see when people listen and when y'all turn me down. I can see when you turn me on, when you turn me back off, when you turn me back on, when you turn me back off. I can see all of that in the background. I can see numbers. I see the analytics. I see the statistics. I see everything. This is my show. My rules. House always wins. The truth hurts. The truth hurts, which is why when people are faced with it, they become extremely fucking defensive. Otherwise known as guilt. That is what I talk about, even if I am the guilty party. More so if I'm the guilty party, because I can't tell you how I got to the other side without telling you what the shit, what shit I went through to get there. Parents, have, we have to be able to look in the mirror the same way we ask our children to look in the mirror. We have to be able to face our shit the same way we ask our children to face their shit and their consequences for their actions. We have to be held accountable for our actions the way we ask our children to be held accountable. Ultimately, we have to lead by example. Now, where does regression come in? As we get older, as I have been going through the last four years, almost five now, I had to learn how to do life all over again as an adult with young adult children, one in the military, deployed. Never thought of a million fucking years I would be I would be that mom. Really? During a time of war, my kid wants to join the fucking military. Are you serious right now? Luckily I was lost. Fucking lost in grief. I didn't even know what to fucking do with life. I didn't. And now, that's the person who don't want to have nothing to do with me. So, to the parents out there, um, I did not get back to a lot of your comments. Um, a lot of what I needed to say actually came out on TikTok that night um, after I did the show. I do get to everyone's comments eventually, but a lot of y'all's issues with your children were the fact that you were going through your own shit. That I 1000% relate to. A lot of parents can relate to you. Um, to those parents, just know that you're not alone. Um, which is one of the reasons that I want uh, Paul to finally come on the show. One, I'm not on the truck anymore, so we don't really have that excuse. Um, but two, because a lot of questions are directed towards him. A lot of people want to hear from him, from his own perspective, his own point of view. And um, he does have his own list of questions that I've set aside. I've been setting aside the questions y'all ask about him. <laughs> he is the the punching bag for me, um, as y'all have so put it. And I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I accept that. 
and um, he'll be the first to tell you, I'm a work in progress. I'm not fucking perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, but my goal is to be better. And in order to do that, in order to heal, again, I have to deal the same way I talk to y'all about dealing. Um, I just get paid to do it in real time uh, without cameras following me. I choose to put this microphone and headset on and air out my dirty laundry. Not for fame. I don't give a fuck about that. I could use my real family name if I wanted to get famous, but that, I'm not about that life. I'm going to be able to look back at my empire and say I built that shit on my own. Through the negatives, I have decided at 38 years old, for the last four years of my life, I'm 42 now, headed to 43, happily, because I decided at 38 years old I was going to take all of my negatives and one by one I was going to take each brick. Most people lay bricks, what, horizontally. I'm going to build a fucking ladder of positives. With every brick, I'm going to build another step. And I'm going to dig myself out of this fucking trench that I don't want to be in anymore. That is called healing and dealing. You got to go dig that shit out. That's where your regressive memories come back. So my doctor was obsessed. Hold on one second. I got to take this down. Was obsessed with me going to see this hypnotist, hypnotherapist. Well, he did help my son tremendously. I was never around. I never wanted to influence the doctor. I had my own theory and hypothesis, if you will, about what was going on with our son. And through hypnotherapy, my hypothesis winded up being true. And um, our son decided it was too close for him that he didn't want to. His body was actually physically rejecting the hypnotherapy, um, so much so that the doctor had to start waking him up. So even in an unconscious state of mind, there is stuff that my son's brain has suppressed so deep, it will not even allow his unconscious mind to even get close to that memory. And I did not push for my son to go further while our doctor gets fascinated by it. It's like, I remember one of the deepest conversations I had with her. I was helping her rearrange some stuff at her home. And she was just like crying because I was in the midst of writing the book and I was telling her some of the stories. I was trying to situate how to verbalize them without being so harsh. And again, I'm speaking in first person in the book. So I'm not throwing people under the bus. I'm just telling it like it is, like it happened. From my point of view as a child at the age and the stage of my life where I was. So there's a lot of disgusting emotions and feelings that come with a lot of the things that I've been through and seen. And then my body has been through that she has it in her mind that I should go to 
the hypnotherapist because she is very curious to see what my body has regressed. What have what has my body suppressed? What can we what can I what kind of regressive memories do I have? My answer has always been fuck that. The stuff that I remember is bad enough. I'm barely making it out alive. I have three kids. Two are still speaking to me. Like, leave me alone. My entire fucking immediate family is dead. All I have is my brother in this world and the three kids that I brought in. And again, one of whom is not speaking to me. Let me be. If it is that fucking bad, I don't want to know about it. Let my brain do what it's doing. That's all I got to say. Just let it do what it do. So, parents, when it comes to communicating with our children, we have to be able to understand that from the age of 12 to about the age of 29 or 30, our kids are going to go in and out of states of depression. Am I putting a negative out there saying that your kid's going to go through depression? No. These are the facts. These are the stats. Read a fucking book. Read some fucking medical journals. Do some research. Better yet, talk to your fucking kids. We don't talk to our kids anymore. We text and we accept emojis as a, as a new language. We don't actually type whole words. Now there's this new thing where everybody is leaving out all of the vowels. While I am well versed in doctor handwriting i can read your chicken scratch um i can read words without vowels but like what direction are we leading um uh, the people behind us in like i'm just kind of wondering what kind of language my grandkids are going to speak do i need to learn klingon now are we going to revert back to that like i'm just kind of curious because right now between my clients between my own personal family and the people that i know friends that i know friends that I talk to that are parents, which is pretty much all of them, um, everybody across the board having big, massive problem with their fucking kids right now. And the reason being is everybody's got this communication breakdown. We all speak English, but nobody's listening to what I'm saying. You're hearing me, but you're not understanding me. You know how many times our little one says, oh, you don't understand, you don't understand, you don't understand. So much so we have threatened to wear t-shirts all with the words you don't understand on them. So she will quit saying that. Stop saying that and stop saying I'm sorry. You should stop doing shit to be sorry for. I don't want to hear I'm sorry. I just, I want the action to stop. Actions speak louder than words. Which is why I choose not to be reactive to certain things in my life anymore. I'm not doing it for show. I'm doing it to keep the peace in my my world. This is my world. You don't get to choose to be in it or out of it. If we share the same DNA. But I do get to choose who and what. I do and don't want to deal with as far as my world is concerned because I didn't have you 
for you to come back and throw stuff in my face? No. You're never going to be older than me. You're never going to be wiser than me. Parents, your children are never going to be older than you. They're never going to be wiser than you. Make sure that your children are put in their place. But make sure you do it from a place of love and trust. Sometimes that means space. Where there is space to grow, there has to be a place for that space to grow. I have found that breaking away from people, even while my father was alive, for example, my father was my favorite person on the planet. Even though he was a big monster, he was my favorite person on the planet. And I didn't know who to be without him. I didn't know who the fuck I was. Who was going to tell me what to do? Even though I hate being told what to do, can't stand it. Cannot stand authoritative figures. Cannot. Because my dad was like the most militant parent of I've ever seen in my life. Even more so than my grandfather. And he was abusively militant. My dad didn't physically like abuse us children like he abused our mother but we knew what he was capable of that inflicted enough fear so do i want to know what the fuck i don't remember no but the same way i don't want to know what i don't remember i don't no, I don't know that I want to know what my kids don't remember. Maybe I don't even want to know what they do remember. They're at ages now where they're telling me what they remember. And I'm like, yo, some of your story is a little distorted. Maybe I talk too much about my own self. And I do. It's my job. I host a radio show slash podcast. I have a vlog on YouTube. And I'm an author. And a content provider. Like, and now I'm fixing to be a speaker on a show. Like, this is what I do. My life is my job. Vice versa. While I don't sit here and take notes about what's going on in my life every single day and treat people like content, my life is my job. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And I think that if more parents thought about their children that way, that maybe y'all would learn that you have to understand each person's language 
and you have to learn to communicate with each person on their whatever level they're at. This goes back to the parents that say, oh, I don't have a favorite. Oh, no, I love them all the same. Well, science says that it's impossible to learn, I mean, to love the same person or thing the same way at two different times, simultaneously or separately. You will never love the same thing twice the same way. It's never going to happen. Science proves that. So, if that is to be true, then you don't love all your kids the same way. It's impossible. So you need to be truthful with yourself. All parents have a favorite kid. Now, I bet you you understand how to speak to that kid. You understand that kid's language. Maybe that's why that kid is your favorite, because y'all speak the same language. I just had to tell a person on TikTok the other night. It was a common theme that in this one lady, she just really got to me. Her name was Rhonda. I don't know her from anybody else on TikTok. Um, I do these lives where I just read cards for free and answer people's questions about guidance and life and just whatever people want to talk about. And she was like, hey, my son is on meth and he's out there and about and I haven't heard from him. You know, what can I do as a parent to help my kid? And all I could think about is all the shitty things that my kids say about what I do and don't talk about and blah, blah, blah. And then I've dealt with not my kids being addicts, but my, my brother, who is like my son, I've raised him his whole life. And the times that my mom, our mom did, she didn't raise him, but she was lived in the same state as him. She let him be homeless, knew he was homeless, and could care fucking less. And... I went and gave him an opportunity, and now he's sober and living life and got a CDL, and yes, he almost died. But you know what? Sometimes it takes people a long time to get it right. Sometimes they need to be told more than once, and sometimes they need harsher lessons than other people. Either way, you have to understand how to communicate with each individual, with each event that happens. You have to find this vulnerability within yourself that mimics the vulnerability within your child. Child, Children are going to do what we do, not what we say. So if you understand that, then psychologically and emotionally, you should understand that you should both have the same vulnerable spots. When you get to that spot, you get to that door, before you turn the knob, and pull or push, depending on what the sign says, you need to check your parental hat at the door. You need to check your friend hat at the door. You need to walk in, not as a mom, not as an authoritative figure, and not even as a friend. You need to walk in as a familiarly broken beautiful person who speaks their language. Then when you're in there, hold them tight. Again, do not be a parent. Do not be their friend. Just under, let them understand that you hear them and that you are listening to them. 
And while you may or may not believe the things that they say, you cannot ever invalidate anything that anyone says they feel. No one can ever say that that person's crazy. I don't know where they get that from. We can think it all we want. We can think it. And we can even have backup and we can even have receipts. People are going to form their opinion about other people based on what other people unfortunately say and not what they do because in most cases, the people that talk shit, they're way across the country and their version of the story is the only version that gets told. Therefore, the rest of you just look like fucking assholes to the rest of the world and you don't even be knowing. I'm not one who cares. So I talk about it. But apparently there's people that care. And you know, one thing I told Rhonda, not to be, not to pick on her, but what I'm about to say is about to affect everybody in a really certain way. Because Lord knows my phone blew up after I got off of that live. Let me leave y'all with this tidbit to chew on until the next episode, which is tomorrow, by the way. Y'all can come back with all your hate comments. I'm ready for them. Here we go. You know what I told Rhonda about her son? Nope, Rhonda, there was nothing she could do to make her son want to put down that needle. He has to want to do that himself. But let me leave you with this. Here's what I left Rhonda with. You know what I told Rhonda in front of all of the people that were there in the TikTok chat? Not to pick on her. I don't even know if anybody in there knows her. Um, I don't. still to this day don't know her. I told her one thing that I learned through both being the mother of my actual children and being the mother of my siblings that I raised. And everyone in my family, with the exception of my children and myself, has an addictive behavior. I grew up around a bunch of addicts. So I know addictive behavior. I know mental behavior. I grew up around it, and I suffer from it. Yes, not only am I a client, but I'm also the fucking president of this bitch. So, does that make me a licensed counselor? No, it makes me an, ex an experienced, broke, and beautiful person who is relatable. And who can listen and give you some solid fucking advice that has worked and tell you what doesn't work. So here's what I told Rhonda. Why is it so hard to fucking love somebody? Why did I ask Rhonda that? This woman is already a mother who's worried about her child. She doesn't know where he is. All she knows is he's on meth. She's pretty serious, homeless, all this stuff. And then I asked, I told her this. Your son is going to be fine, but he has to want to get better on his own. That I know for a fact. Another thing I know for a fact is you and your husband fucked up somewhere because that's why your son is out there on the streets doing meth. You didn't love your kid enough whenever he was there for you to care, which is why he's out there. So to all of you parents and to all of you children that feel like running away committing suicide or doing drugs is the answer. 
Let me give you a little tidbit of advice. Parents, if you want to stop finding your children deceased and you want them to be home and under a sturdy roof with a steady job or going to school or you know where they are at any given time, day or night, and you want to keep them off the streets and from being homeless on drugs, care now. Everybody was all supportive, so supportive, whenever I started writing the book. But now that everybody's growing up and everybody's getting more, I'm becoming more public and doors are opening for me that is going to make my life more public. Oh, now all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to be talked about. I don't want to be in the public. I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't. Okay, but, and then we got people coming out of the woodwork that say, oh my God, I never treated you like that. Bitch, please, come for me. I dare you. I'll open the door and wait. I might even put some lemonade out for you. And I don't even drink that shit. Parents, you need to get your kids in line. And you need to love them now. Don't love them when they run away. You see, the reason I'm not worried about the situation with my eldest daughter is because I know on my end, all is well with my soul. I love her just like I love my other kids more and more each day. They're the reason that I get up and fight, even when they tell me crazy shit. Now, if I did not love my child, and I knew that there was no hope of us ever rekindling, and she was just, and I didn't know my child well enough to understand that she's going through some mental fucking shit right now, then I would probably be pacing the floor at night or on my way to fucking the other side of the country where she is. I'd be stalking her whole fucking life. That's how I used to be. Because I was very insecure as a mother because I knew that I sucked ass at life. I sucked ass at being a wife, and I definitely sucked ass at being a parent. But here's one thing that I, my kids can never fucking say about me, is that I was never there. I may have mentally been checked out. But if my kids ever said somebody was picking on them, I would get my 400-pound dying ass out of that bed, and I would drive to any fucking where. And send it for my kids. And no, that's not being fake. That's being called to fucking duty. And I have done those things. And no, they're not for gratuitous reasons. They're not for grandiose expeditions. They're not for any of that. That's how I wanted my mom to stand up and come for me whenever I was hurt. I didn't have anybody to go to. So I've always made myself that person. And when my kids say, hey, by the way, we're scared to come to you because you're fucking crazy as hell. Guess what? I got to check myself. Parents, you need to check yourself. Now, granted, I talk like this to my children the same way I talk to everybody else. I do not talk in the most professional fucking manner. I just don't. But please believe whenever my kids say, you know, saying fuck in front of my elders. Are you fucking kidding me? That, that, that wasn't a thing. My oldest, she was raised right because the first time she said the F-bomb in front of me, 
she was at boot camp at the Air Force. She had just graduated. She was a grown-ass person, right? You know, because graduating from boot camp, you know, that makes you grown. Well, I am proud of her. I can't say that she's a grown-ass woman yet. She's still figuring life out, just like a lot of people are. And you have to learn how to speak their language. Now, right now, I don't have to learn how to speak that language. I'm bypassed that language. I'm not in the in this um, situation in life anymore. I'm not in the penny royal tea level of life right now. I'm above that. She's still in the trenches. Does that mean that I need to dumb myself down to speak to her? Nope. Why? Because I'm the parent. I demand a certain level of respect. And once you have more than crossed any of my boundaries, much less tried to erase every single one of them, uh, I'm not going to lend you a hand to get the fuck up out of that shit. That's a, you're going to have to rebuild the ladder of trust. And all is well on my end. So, parents, kids are going to grow up and kids are going to say, Hey, I remember all of a sudden I had this dream, um, deja vu, this has happened before. Hey, I was just wondering. This is always going to come up. And whatever follows any of the above started conversation phrases that I have mentioned, please guarantee they're about to tell you some memory that they've had. You can't dismiss it. This is called regression memory. That is the theme of today. Penny Royalty by Nirvana. Go check it out. It was never released on an actual album. You got to go look for it. I'm pretty sure it will go digital now. Pretty sure you can go find it anywhere. YouTube that shit. YouTube the lyrics. 90% of your kids, listeners, for all of you parents, 90% of your kids can relate to the lyrics of that song. 100% of parents can relate to the lyrics of that song. See those statistics? 90% of the kids will relate to this song, while 100% of parents will relate to the song. So children, on the flip side, while I'm going off on your parents about being tender and understanding your verbal and human language of communication, you need to understand that like yourself, your entitled, privileged, spoiled ass selves, you need to understand that parents, parenting does not come with a fucking manual. First children, eldest children, y'all are all the try me children. Y'all are all the test babies. Okay? I'm going to call it like I see it. I'm going to tell it like it is. Y'all are the test babies. Yes, the siblings that come after you get easier with time as far as parenting go because we learn what works and what doesn't. Too bad, so sad. Take it up with God when you get upstairs because I didn't fucking make the rules. I'm just here playing the game. Parents, you do not have to apologize for not knowing the rules to life. You do not have to apologize for not understanding the rules to being a parent. But you do have to apologize for not knowing the difference between right and wrong, no matter who the fuck you came out of. Again, you do not have to apologize for being a parent and not having the answers. But you do have to apologize 
for blurring those lines between wrong and right because no matter where you come from, whether you're male or female, when you become a parent, there is an instinct that you should have. If you don't have that instinct, then hopefully, now that your options have been cut, hopefully you put that baby up for adoption because you're going to give that baby a better fucking life. I'm sure at plenty of times, especially right now, as one of at least one of my children is going to hear this podcast because they're just obsessed with me talking right now. Um, one at least one of them is going to be like, "Oh my God, I wish that bitch would have put me up for adoption." And you can wish that. Go ahead. Does it negate anything that I did to keep you out of the system? Fuck no. You're never going to make me feel bad about succeeding at life. I'm going to repeat that for the parents back there that are fucking sipping wine at 10 o'clock in the morning. You are never going to make, no child is ever going to make me feel bad about winning and succeeding at life. Parents, how do we know that we're winning and succeeding at life? Because one, we woke up and we showed up today and two, we got kids to show for it. I don't give a fuck where your kid's head is. You make sure that you're doing your part. Again, I don't give a fuck where your kid's mind is. Whether your kid's talking to you, not talking to you, pissed, not pissed, sitting on your lap, driving your car, in a hospital, dead. I don't care what your situation is. Make sure that all is well with your fucking soul. Make sure that you cannot relate to the lyrics of this song. If you can listen to this song and relate and it makes you feel some type of way, then you need to seek medical attention because you do not need to be in the presence of children. Why? You are not mentally stable to be around children. Children, if you can relate to the lyrics of this song, you need to go to your parents or to your local counselor and say, Hey, I think I need help. Because while I'm harping on parents being good communicators and learning their child's language, let me tell you a little shithead something. Y'all have to stop changing the fucking rules to the game. You don't get to pick a new language like you get to change your fucking clothes every time you want. Pick a language and stay there. Thank y'all for listening. I'm your host, Teresa DeLeon. I am the author of Dysfunctionally Functional. And you can purchase the book at Barnes & Noble, which I highly recommend because Amazon is always fucking sold out of it. You can also download it anywhere you listen to your audio audio books. Um, Again, and uh, yeah, I think that's all the highlights I have to put. And I'll be back tomorrow and bringing y'all another highly controversial Make Your Kids and Parents Listen to separate episode where we will continue to take and point out our dysfunctions and work on making them more functional in life. Until I see you again or y'all hear me again, peace out.